heart, soul, mind, and strength. These are the four dimensions of human health. This is where growth happens, and it's addicting. Welcome to the Growth Junkies Podcast. Well, howdy, Growth Junkies. Welcome back to the Growth Junkies Podcast. Yes, Ben, I said howdy. That was very cowboy of you. Howdy, (laughs) y'all. Welcome to the Growth Junkies Podcast. Yes, welcome. We have to think of different ways to greet people. So whatever the case, if you're from Texas, y'all, welcome to our podcast. (laughs) We uh, are here to talk about all things relevant to growth and development, which is why we call ourselves the Growth Junkies. Yes, Growth Junkies. And I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Ben Boast. Yes, that's me. I will not I'm attempt over here. to rhyme anything today. <laughs> Every time. I will resist temptation. Rhyme. <laughs> I always like to, but I will not. So Ben Boast and I are here to talk today about a new series we're going to launch. And... If you've been tuning in for a little while, you know that we tend to release new episodes every Wednesday. So tune in every Wednesday for a new episode of The Growth Junkies. And we just concluded a series on communication. If you mm-hmm. want to learn more about communication, go back and listen to that series. We are now going to do a special summer series. We're going to call it the Summer Survival Series. Yes. Is that right? The Summer Survival Series. The Say series that 10 times fast. for summer survival. Yes. You, you, you have to survive the summer. And if you live in a really, really, really hot place, then your survival mechanism is the pool or the air conditioning. That saves your body, but what saves your mind and your heart? Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about things you can do this summer yes. to take care of yourself so you can survive whatever it is you're going through. Yeah, or you can do these things anytime really, but we thought it would be helpful to do one for summertime because... Um, let's just be honest about it. Summer approaches, everyone, I guess, gets sort of excited about it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, but I often feel more pressure when I go into summertime because now it's like ready, set, rest. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's like, you can't, it's, it's just a weird thing. We have this perspective, like now there's all the pressure that comes with vacations and time off. And then the kids are out of school if you have kids a lot of times and there's all of these various things that we're expected to now participate in. I don't know, planning family vacations is always a fun and interesting thing, but man, the amount of work and effort that goes into that to then go away and spend a week or two weeks or four days or or playing and exploring or whatever and come back Way more tired than when you left Yep, for a lot of people. Vacation from the vacation. Yes, and that's obviously been said by uh, many a person. Because it's true. Yeah, and so there's these, I'm alluding to or pointing to, I should say, the fact that we have these expectations that go into summer that often create greater pressure for us because here's the one thing that doesn't happen. Life doesn't stop Mm. because you enter summertime. Right. A lot of times work picks up. Work doesn't really change. Mm -hmm. The kids being home can add to it, the stress and the pressure. Can do. (laughs) Having the kids home is a big thing in the summer. Yeah, there's what are we going to do to entertain them? And and what are we going to do as a family? Right. Uh, If you don't have children, there's always looking forward to what trips are we going to take or can we get the time off? Mm -hmm. And so I think that it's helpful for us to talk about because this can add stress and anxiety to us yeah. uh, can create 
uh, a maxed out sort of feeling. Could also create feelings of, you know, not not being able to do the things that we want to do. You feel like you're missing out because, like, well, I really thought I'd be able to do this this summer, and I can't, or we won't be able to afford it or travel. I think last summer was a really interesting one in 2020 because it forced a lot of people to stay put mm-hmm. and not try to go jump on airplanes and travel all over the place and wear yourself out on vacation. So this podcast is going to be about rest, yeah, as we've talked about, and we want to explore what real rest looks like. Yeah, yeah. Rest is where we're going to start this series, and then we'll talk about other things relevant to rest um, but it's an important place to begin because I think we don't always have a lot of agreement on what rest is. <laughs> like, for example, for one person, yeah. a rest might be a nap on a Sunday afternoon. For another person, it could be a jog, you know what I mean, up uh-huh. a mountain. And you would say, well, one of them's restful, one of them is not. But how can you say that? Rest is very different for different people. And I think that when you get down to definitions, it becomes very complex and difficult to identify mm-hmm. because if you say rest is a ceasing of activity, you got a problem because for a lot of people, they might be sitting behind a desk all day sure. at a computer, not being very physically active. And the way that they rest is by going to the gym after work, you know, or going for a walk or going for a bike ride or a run being active. Yeah. And so rest isn't necessarily ceasing from activity, it may just be something like redirecting your activity to something else. Mm-hmm. And and what I would like to add to that, and that's this is a really important thing for us to understand, is that there are general parameters I think we can put on rest. What I was describing earlier, in essence, was greater chaos. Mm-hmm. What we have, what we're talking about when it comes to rest, I think, gives to our life two very two very distinct qualities. Your rest, whatever it is that you do to accomplish it, provides rejuvenation for your body and mind and soul, right? Mm-hmm. And then the other one would be a deeper sense of stability. Like as we entered this this series, one of the reasons that, that I like what we're doing here is how do I create a greater sense of structure and stability versus more chaos? Because that's what we need. And rest allows us to accomplish that. A deeper sense of rejuvenation for body, mind, and soul. And then, obviously, that sense of stability and structure that life doesn't feel like it's out of control. Yeah. Yeah, when I think about this idea of rest, I feel like there's two pieces, kind of like what you're getting at. That there's the whole, like you mentioned vacation. I don't know about you, <laughs> but when I go on vacation, especially when I'm like directing traffic uh-huh. on vacation, it takes me a while to slow down. Like it takes me a while to actually get in vacation mode. And sometimes it's like you just get into a restful place and then you're heading home again. Yeah. And so there's two parts to rest. There's a sort of dialing down part of rest. So that the thought in my mind is like, what is it that sort of helps me decompress? Mm-hmm. Because in order to rest, I've got to decompress. But then there's also the sense of coming back recharged. So mm-hmm. I almost feel like when it comes to real rest, Whatever the rest is has to include enough time, perhaps, mm-hmm. or enough resources to be able to not only decompress and wind down, mm. but then also to get recharged or reset 
to go back to what you were doing before with a new sense of like joy, mm-hmm. fulfillment, and energy. Mm-hmm. And the fact is, if you call it rest, but you don't get both of those things, if you can't really wind down and then wind back up, then you're not really resting. Right. And so I feel like whatever the rest is, it has to accomplish those two things. It's got to make you feel like I've, I've decompressed from whatever it was I was stressing about sure. over. And now I feel recharged to go back to it. So like, for example, um, you know, I, I know in marriage, we, we, we all love our kids. You know, kids are great. <laughs> we love our children. But sometimes couples need to get away. Sure. And so they'll get away for a couple of nights and they'll come back and... You know, they, when they left, they may be like screaming at each other and everyone's always tense. Then they come back and like, oh, I love my kids. And it's it's like real mushy because you had a couple of days to, to decompress yeah. and get recharged. So whatever you need has to accomplish those two things. It has to allow you to wind down and then wind back up. And if you circumvent that or cut that short yeah. and you only get one of those things, then you're not really rested. And we have to be able to learn how to do this in shorter amounts of time, not just big blocks that we plan for, but learning how to rest in our regular patterns of life mm-hmm. is is a really important skill to learn. And I think when you look at summertime and, and how your weeks and months will go in this short stretch to broaden your perspective, and some of you may already have this, this perspective on your rest, but to incorporate it even daily into segments. Can, mm-hmm. Are there times where you're able to hit the pause button throughout the day yeah. and take a break and give subtle, slight rejuvenation to what's going on. I want to, I want to take issue with something. Okay. And I and bring it on. I'm not, it's not a mystery that I'll take issue with stuff and make my opinions very known sometimes on this podcast. I hate vacation. Ooh. I hate the word. Like if you have ever seen this, the, the comedian Sebastian Maniscalco, he's hilarious. And he, he would, you know, have these things like, Hear the hear this word and you'd be like, I hate the word. It makes me crawl and makes me, you know, sick to my stomach. That's what vacation does to me. Now, why is that? Because of what it represents. Like it, there are two different types of vacationers, right? There are your planners, who like they have top to bottom, beginning mm-hmm. and end, completely planned out, and it's go 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 the whole time. Right, right. And then there's uh, other people who just want to get away and do nothing. And the interesting thing about it is the word vacation. So we'll talk about the words here. Because if you were overseas, in Europe per se, they would use the word holiday. Holiday, right. And then there's a reason for this. So I've heard this said, and I've heard people talk about it. Think about the root word of vacation. It's to vacate, right? right? To leave mm-hmm. or leave the work and go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of times when people go on vacation, their soul leaves them and they get you know, inhabited by something else that's more wild and crazy. Something else takes over. Yeah. They're just not good vacationers where holiday root being holy day, setting aside this time to rejuvenate rest and become whole because work and stress and the pressures of life take it out of you. And the last thing we want to do. So that's why I I take an issue because when I go away, I want to rest. I don't want to do anything. Like I really do want to rejuvenate. I don't have any need to go to another amusement park or go to some maybe some place I've never seen, which would be cool. As long as there's time, downtime, so, to be so able you, to hang out. Why don't you go on holiday? You just call it holiday. I'm going to go on holiday. Be like the Europeans, you know, because you don't have to go anywhere or do anything. 
and the other people want to vacay, you yeah. know. That's why they use the word staycation, by the way. <laughs> We've adopted that term. Sure. Staycation. There's a lot of those last year. Vacate, but not vacate. You know, you staycate. So you stay where you are. I I think vacation is all about maybe associations, maybe negative associations. True. I tend to be like you. I, I kind of, I, I like some power vacations. I like other times just sitting on the beach, you know, or sitting on the lake. Just chillaxing. So it's like one or the other. My kids say that, so I can say that. You know, but to me, the uh, ideal like vacation is both. A little bit of power, you know, doing some fun stuff and a little bit of chill time. So it's both and. So I think there's a whole different way to, to the point that we started with. We all rest differently. Some people power vacation. They love it. Some people don't. I think to your point, though, mm-hmm. I feel like we stink at taking time to rest because we do it so infrequently. And I would say it's sort of like retirement. You know, there's theories on retirement. You work your whole life, work like 40, 50 years, and then you retire. Mm -hmm. And then you play golf or you travel, whatever. (laughs) But then you're too tired to do it anyway. Right. So the theory has changed over the years. Retirement should be taken in phases. That you should actually take some time, like every five or 10 years, take a few months off and Mm -hmm. go do some stuff. So if you can, not everybody can do that, but if you can, don't save it all for when you're old and tired. Take some pieces now. And I'd apply the same rule and principle to rest. People stink at rest because they work all year long and then they take a one-week vacation in the summer Mm -hmm. and they're exhausted by the time they get to take it and it's no fun for them. Well, and a lot of people's jobs are increasingly more and more becoming like four days a week and longer vacation times. Like this is happening for some out there. Right. And so we have a lot more time on our hands and, and how we use that time to rejuvenate is really important. What we fill it with. Have you ever taken a nap in a hammock? I have. It was only, I think it was in Cabo San Lucas. Oh yeah. One time I did on the beach. Yes. So we just got a hammock on our, on our back porch. Let me guess. You took a nap in it. Well, here's the thing I could, I could go out and get in the hammock and take a nap or just sit on my porch and be great. And that's holiday. And yeah, <laughs> and I don't need to go anywhere. Like it's it's like these, it's finding those things where you actually could rest and rejuvenate mm-hmm. that might even be closer than you realize. Mm. And not having to package in some big plan thing because there's the other thing, you know, family trailer and camping and mm-hmm. there's all the chaos of getting it packed up and putting it on the road and going somewhere and like hurry up and rest. Mm. And then you pack it all up and then you set it all up you're there for three days and then you tear it all down, come home and unpack it. Yeah, it's brutal. And, and, and yet and, it's fun, and, but and it is brutal. In America, up until recently, like you just mentioned, but up until recently, we kind of have a reputation in the world of working so much. We work all the time. And there's all kinds of news stories about unused vacation time. Like the average vacation that's given at a company is two weeks. And you may not even get that out of the gates. You may have to earn that over four, five, or 10 years. Yeah. And then Europeans laugh at us because they take like two months off. The reality is we work so hard and we're so into our jobs that we don't even know how to rest. And then we do rest. We hate it because it's such a violation of our rhythm, of the way we live our lives. It, Where you feel guilty. You do. You feel guilty. You keep checking mm-hmm. your emails. You work on your vacation. It's stressful to host it and plan it. Mm-hmm. The reality is there are people that just blow through the year and don't take, don't take any vacations anymore. So we are terrible at this. And here's the thing about rest. And this is the point I want to make right now. This is important. Rest takes practice. Mm. It's actually it a discipline. 
It's actually a self-discipline issue. The ability to say no, to say I'm going to do a different activity or I'm going to cease from activity takes work. Right. It takes courage. It takes effort. It takes planning. But the reality is you have to prioritize rest in your life. And the only way to get good at something is by practicing. You know the old Malcolm Gladwell takes mm -hmm. 10,000 hours to become good at anything. Guess what? You want to become good at resting? You got to practice. Yeah. Which is part of the reason why there's this concept, like if you were to look at the scriptures, okay, so the Bible coming into this conversation, there's a whole concept called Shabbat. Mm, the Sabbath. The Sabbath. Shabbat is the Hebrew word for rest. And the idea is that when God introduced Shabbat to the world, he, he introduced it in a rhythm, in a series of days. And the idea was that you would work for six days and then you would Shabbat. Mm -hmm. Then you would take a little break a 24 hour break and then you get back to work. So this idea of like the weekend or having a day off by design is supposed to happen regularly. Yeah, and it's interesting in the scriptures too, it said that God did, did not make man for the Sabbath, but Sabbath for man. Right, it's a gift. That it's it was designed for our good. And because here's the reality is that if we don't Shabbat, if we don't rest, we will break down, we'll get sick, and we will die. Yeah. We are fragile, physical creatures. I know we think we're tough. <laughs> I know they think we can take everything, but in reality, we're very fragile creatures. And, and we're not very resilient physically. And so we need to get sleep every night. Mm -hmm. We need to get regular rest, breaks in the rhythm of life. And so if you are literally working seven days a week for 11 months and three weeks mm -hmm. out of the year, and then taking one power vacation and thinking you're going to get like recharged, you're probably wrong and you're probably going to stink at it. Yeah. You need to be taking regular episodes of rest in the year, practicing it. And here's the thing about it. If you learn to take a little bit of Shabbat every week in your life, when you get an extended period of time, like a week or two for vacation, mm -hmm. chances are you will move quicker into a rest mode. You will get more out of it. You will actually be able to decompress and then recharge and go back because you've been practicing it all that year. Right. You know how to get into a restful mode because you've been doing it every week. People the reality is if you don't practice it, you're never going to be good at it. And rest is something that takes practice. Right. Otherwise, you're going to stink. Yeah, and I want to throw something out here. It would be fun for this podcast. So we didn't we didn't plan this part of it. So I've been sitting here thinking about it. So I'm going to give it to you. You can think about it a little bit, and we'll come to it at the end. Okay. Reasons why people don't rest. I think we'll, we'll go down a list of things that okay. come to mind before we're done here for reasons why. I have two already. I'm going to keep going before the podcast is over. We'll see how many we come up with. Okay. But I wanted to go back to something you said about our culture. And, and it is so true of us that we just work nonstop. And if mm -hmm. it's like our projects are rest. And I'm guilty of this. Mm -hmm. Like I do tons of projects, my wife and I do, on weekends and whatever. We're always working on something. It's like we can't just sit still. Mm -hmm. and, so, and, and yet there's part of me that likes to do that kind of work. There's also part of me that gets really frustrated by it. Like if I have to... If I have to get in the octagon with my riding lawnmower because it's not operating properly, that's not fun. <laughs> yeah. It's not fun at all. It's it's not even a maintenance project. It's just brutal. Mm -hmm. Or other things that you're working on. But I have a friend out there, and you know who you are, Lance, by the way. He, he told me a story once. This is a friend of mine who said that he was in the French Riviera, and you could tell who the Americans were sitting on the beach because they had their laptops open. Oh, yeah. 
And this true. is really, really true around the world. Yeah. Like other cultures, they laugh at us. Like, yeah, they we like don't know how these, to rest. These silly Americans think that you know you got to be working all the time. Yeah, you go to some places in South America, and they take segments of the day in the middle of the day. Spain siesta, <laughs> Argentina, Brazil, they do a siesta. And there's things shut down from like two to four in the afternoon because because you're like. The rhythm of your life, your physical body, it just kind of shuts down at two or three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. They figured that out. I found this article once of this guy who spent part of his life in the United States or like he grew up in the United States, but then he started spending a a significant amount of time in Italy, I think right in right near Rome. And he befriended this cobbler, a guy who had a shoe store and it was pretty successful. He had plenty of business and whatever. And he eventually asked him the question. He said, well, don't you want to grow this? Like, don't you want it to become bigger and have a couple different shops and, and whatever? He goes, he goes, no, not really. He goes, well, what if someone comes in and begins to compete against you and is going to steal all your business? And eventually this, this shoemaker looked at him and said, here's the deal. I wake up in the morning. I come to work. I go home for lunch around 12. I have some spaghetti. My wife and I hang out. You know, we have a nice afternoon together. We take a nap. He goes, I come back around three, work a little bit longer, and I make a great living. Mm-hmm. He goes, what else do I need? What do I need that you're, what are you telling me that I need that I don't already have? That's right. And yet that kind of rhythm of a day yeah. to us <laughs> feels so foreign yeah. to even think about uh, that you would just feel guilty like you never work. Yeah, I mean, in our culture, it'd be tough to, 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 you know, check out from like three to four, three to five. It's just not our culture, at least not here in the West. Yeah. But here's what is here in the West. We have Saturdays or we have Sundays or True. both. Let me give a modern example of what you just described. Chick-fil-A. True. Chick-fil-A shuts down for Shabbat for rest on Sundays because the Lord's Day. It's the Lord's Day mm-hmm. and it's a day off for their employees. And they make more money and do more business in six days than any other company does in seven. So they've had that question asked of them over and over again. Why don't you guys open on Sundays? You make more money. Like, why do we need to make more money? We make tons of money. Yeah, we make plenty. We don't need to. So there's, there's a rhythm. And actually, the proof is in the pudding here because they're flush. They're doing fantastic. And they close one day a week for rest. Mm-hmm. So the reality is, here's the thing. And people, this this is scientific. There's science behind this, that if you... Um, are rested and you work eight hours versus being not rested and working 10 or 12 hours, Mm -hmm. you will get more done in the rested eight hours than you get in the unrested 12 hours. Mm -hmm. Just putting the hours means nothing if you're not productive. And if you aren't resting and you aren't recuperating, you're not going to perform very well. You're not going to do very well at your job. You're actually depriving yourself of performance and success. So the reality here is that Rest is proven. Your body needs it. Your mind needs it. Your heart needs it. You have to step away on a regular basis, practice rest for you to thrive, not just survive, but thrive professionally and personally. And and I think we all can say this. I don't know. Do you get cranky when you're tired, Ben? <laughs> I just fall asleep. <laughs> Okay, I, I, a I lot just, of us, a lot of us get cranky, you yeah, know, or you know. I'm sure I do. Yeah, everybody, I think, does when they when they get tired. And I don't sure. know about this, but when you're tired, everything like that's bad feels worse. Like like normal things like that go wrong. Yeah, can feel really bad. Can when you're feel tired. super weighty. That's it's for all sure, weighty yeah. and magnified. Mm-hmm. So even our bodies tell us 
to rest. And we don't listen to our bodies. And I've really, I've learned to talk to myself in those times because I could find my mind spiraling. Mm-hmm. And so like, this is, this is one of the reasons why I think people don't rest is because when you actually set aside time to sit down and rest and shut everything else down, your mind will crank up and you start thinking about life. It's one oh. of the hardest things to do when you, to get good rest is to be able to give yourself permission to turn off your mind in a sense, not, not disengage from it, but be able to shut it down. I hear people who go like camping and say it takes like a day and a half sometimes yeah. for all the white noise to go away to where you feel like you're actually present where you are. Yeah. But I think that's one of the big reasons people don't rest is because they'll have to confront a lot of things in life that yeah. they're not confronting by being busy. So people are afraid of the quiet, the silence. Because I in the silence, I think there's some truth to that. that is tr- I agree with you. I think then you have to you have to think about things. It's oftentimes easier to stay disengaged by just going, 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 going. You don't have to stop and really contemplate. Mm-hmm. Where am I at? How are things going? How am I doing? So people, that's scary sometimes to have that awkward silence to sort of go inward. Mm-hmm. I got another one. I just wrote this one down is boredom. <laughs> I think a lot of people are like terrified. Like the worst what thing in the world. What am I going to do now? Oh, Ben, I'm telling you, <laughs> people can't stand the thought of not being entertained 24-7. I think it's true. I'm scared to death of boredom. Uh, case in point, my children. I've got two teenage boys. And I'm convinced the worst thing in the world for them is boredom. Mm. They just do not want to be bored. Anything but boring. Mm-hmm. And so that to me is just them being honest, kind of microcosms of other people, including adults, mm-hmm. that when we're left our own devices, we are sometimes terrified of boredom. We don't want to be bored, probably for similar reasons to not wanting to face the silence. But we, we just don't want to be bored. We want to be entertained 24-7. So it's the TV or it's the phone or it's the Internet or it's movies. It's binge watching or it's surfing. Whatever it might be, we have to entertain ourselves constantly. And we don't want to stop because maybe boredom is our biggest enemy. Yeah, distraction is like one of the biggest diseases of our time mm-hmm. is we're constantly distracted to the point where we can't focus. And you know, boredom puts you in a position where you have to sit there and think about what am I going to do? And uh, it's important to learn how to be bored. I think it was Jordan Peterson who, who made a comment about like kids growing up need to learn how to sit and be bored. Yeah. You have to figure that one out. Yeah. Cause it can be incredibly challenging to, to deal with that in life. Do you have another one? I do have another one. And I I would say another reason people don't rest is frustration, Mm. not their own frustration, frustration of other people toward them. How so? Well, if you're going to rest, then that means you need to set aside time to do that, which means you're saying yes to something and no to other things. Oh, so having to say no to people. Well, we have we live in a culture where we place massive expectations on others around us for mm-hmm. them to meet our own needs and happiness. Like this is one of the biggest things right now when you look at supply chain and the ability to get something. Mm-hmm. I think this is a great example is you have to wait a much longer time currently to get something. Mm. And so we get all frustrated about it because we're, we're expected to get it instantly. Well, I think we treat relationships with people that way as well a lot of times. And you'll know this if you check yourself or you think about it, when you're in communication with others, how quickly you think they should respond to you. And if you think they should respond instantly or within 10 minutes or 30 minutes or same day or whatever, just think about it a little bit. Like people have lives going on. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to set aside time to rest, 
you are going to be offline mm. for a significant amount of a day, a weekend. So you're going to let people down. You just got to cope. Yeah, with they'll it. get frustrated with yeah. you. And I think some people don't want to deal with that. Yeah, they don't want to. They they would rather just kind of keep it going, even when they do try to go away and rest. They keep working while they're there. So people are um, unwilling or unable to rest because they don't want to let people down. They're people pleasers. Ultimately. Yeah, I think there's there's some of that. Or they just don't like confrontation. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, who <laughs> like does? Like we talked right? about, right? Um, I got another one. Yeah. How about FOMO? Fear uh, of missing out. Yeah. If I rest and I step away, I'm uh-huh. going to miss something. Right. I'm going to miss a good time. I'm going to miss a party. I'm going to miss an invitation. I'm going to miss a conversation. I'm going to miss something in the news. I'm going to miss something. And there's so much that's happening all around us constantly that it's almost scary to detach from it and think about what you're missing. Mm-hmm. So here's an example for like, I, 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 I kind of stopped using Facebook a few weeks ago. Like I, I, I killed my account and it was a, at first I kind of got a little nervous about that. And I started thinking, well, what am I missing? I'm, I'm, I'm missing what's going on out there and what's <laughs> happening in people's lives. And how am I going to know what's going on with so-and-so and so-and-so? And then what news am I missing? But honestly, over the last few weeks, I miss it less and less every day. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did I just miss this? Did you say you just killed your Facebook account? I did. I killed it a few weeks ago. How do, where was I in, I, in this conversation? I, 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 I guess I took a hiatus. I took a rest for well, a second. I, I didn't announce whoa. it. Whoa. That's that's crazy. Wow. But, that's, but, that's, but the point is I felt a little bit of fear, you know, kind of like I'm going to miss out on something. I'm going to lose out. And then I realized I don't actually miss it. And, and I think the new thing is Jomo. The jo- joy of missing out. <laughs> the joy. Hey, we can coin that. I like that. You terminology. like Jomo? I, I, I have greater joy when I'm missing the out. Joy of missing out. But that's what rest is. It's missing out on purpose. Missing out because what you're doing is more important because rest is about what's important, not what's urgent. Yeah, I don't mind prioritizing important things. Yeah, and I don't mind like when people say, hey, did you hear? And they tell you about something and you're like, no. I didn't know about that. I didn't know about it. Sometimes ignorance is bliss, as they say. Well, and sometimes it's great. Like there's so many things going on in the world that you be better off if you didn't know about them. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, when <laughs> my wife has never um, gotten Facebook and she would tell people that over the years and people were like, wow, good for you. <laughs> like I'm impressed that you could say no to social media because for them, it's like you're out of the loop on everything. She's like, I'm happy to be out of the loop. Yeah. I don't need to know everything. And I'll tell you what I was, I'm a happier not being on Facebook. Honestly, it dragged me down because people say the, the dumbest things on Facebook. <laughs> so that's one FOMO. Uh, do you have another one? Cause I have another one. Um, yeah. Another one. One of the reasons, another reason we don't rest is we care about too many things. Oh yeah. There are things worth caring about and there are things that are not worth caring about. Right. So the important, important versus urgent. So yeah. And you have to have a way of delineating in your life what things are worth caring about. Mm-hmm. And we're expected to care about everything. And the reality is you can't. You can't care about everything. It's impossible to do. And life will just continue to add more and more and more to your plate if you bring the same type of attitude to everything. Right. There are things worth doing well and and worth caring about and things that are not. And and that will keep you from resting. So it's permission to not be everything to all people all the time. Well, it's in, one, it's impossible to do. Yeah, so stop trying to do the perfectionist thing <laughs> to where you are literally trying to just live a life that no one ever gets mad at you. Mm-hmm. No one ever is disappointed in you. You fulfill all obligation and expectations, but you're exhausted because of it. 
What if you gave yourself permission to, to say, I'm going to let people down and it's okay. I'm going to say no. I'm going to set some boundaries and I'm going to live my life and it's okay. And if people aren't happy with that, if I'm not fulfilling obligations or meeting all my responsibilities mm -hmm. according to other people's agendas, it's okay. Do you have another one? I do. Um, I, I was going to say, I think people don't rest well because they just don't know how. Ah. They're so busy all the time. They don't know what to do with themselves. Like mm -hmm. they literally, it's like herky jerky. You know, if you're running a hundred miles an hour and then you just stop mm -hmm. like cold Turkey, you're like fidgeting. Like, well, I'm sure I should be doing something. I don't know what to be. I should be checking my email. I should be doing this and do that. They can't rest because they mm -hmm. don't know how to do it. Yeah. They don't practice it. That's a good one. So I think that's a big one. They just don't know how. So it's actually more scary to stop and rest than it is to just keep going. Because I know how to be busy. I'm used to being busy. Mm -hmm. That's how my life is. And as long as I just keep going, I, I don't have to worry about what to do when it gets quiet. So we should hot seat a strategy for rest yeah. to conclude the podcast at yeah. least. Sure. Like what are what are good things? So I'll, I'll start. Okay. Um, if you're in a couple, like if you're married... I think it's important for the couple to sit down and have an actual practical conversation about how to rest. Mm. What does it look like for each person? Uh, what things are, are valuable to that person to make sure that you actually get rejuvenation, right? And a greater sense of stability as a result of, of that rest taking place. Yeah, Because a, a lot of times couples don't talk about this in relationship and then what one person views as rest and likes to do can frustrate the other person. Mm -hmm. And this can be a source of great conflict. So I think if you're in a couple, if you're married and, you, and you're going into the summer and you want to survive it without, you know, yelling and screaming at each other sometimes, because <laughs> we, we all know we get there periodically, mm -hmm. is to like have a conversation about it. Yeah. How do we rest well? How do you rest well? And how can I make space for you to be able to do that and vice mm -hmm. versa? That's good. I, I got, I got, Two peas to share. Oh, okay. Two peas. There's, right. there's two peas in a pod. Two peas in a pod. Okay, perfect. Okay, so so one pea is uh, prioritize. Mm. Prioritize rest. This is, again, the important more than the urgent. Mm -hmm. If you make rest a priority in your life, not only will you do it, but other people will learn to respect it. Mm -hmm. You are training other people what to expect of you by the way you prioritize your life. So the reality is people will see if you prioritize rest and they will learn to respect it. Mm -hmm. So you've got to, if you want to learn something, make it a priority. Like I tell my kids, my, my younger son is, is starting to pick up basketball mm -hmm. and he finds it frustrating. It's challenging because it's, it's a lot of work to learn how to play basketball. Sure. There's a lot of nuances. And I've had to encourage him recently that anything worthwhile takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of practice. Stay with it. Stick with it. Work hard. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to rest, you need to prioritize it in your life. Make it a priority on a daily or weekly or monthly basis, not just once a year. Secondly, practice. The other P is practice. Yeah. And we've been saying this. Practice, practice, practice. Practice makes perfect. I don't know about that. If that was true, <laughs> I'd be an Olympian right now. Practice doesn't mean perfection. It really doesn't. But it does mean progress. Yeah. Practice leads to progress. So the one way to get better at rest is to practice it on a regular basis. And guess what? You will progress. Mm -hmm. You will grow in your ability to sit and to rest, to, to live that experience and mm -hmm. find greater rhythm in your life. And I want to add a, a piece to your two P's. Another P. Yeah. Well, it's not, a, it's not another P, but okay. it's 
to start small because I think a lot of times people will go and go, okay, I'm going to rest, and they come up with this huge plan, and they're going to go do it, and they place all these expectations on it, and they get in the middle of it, and they don't feel like it's going very well for them. Um, I remember a time when I, before I lived in Idaho, when I came here, I would always set aside a single day for solitude and I'd go to the Sawtooth Mountains in Stanley and I'd hike into this area, which is my favorite place on the planet. I'd sit there for six hours. Mm. Well, this one particular time, I was always packaging this in on the back end of work. So I got a bit of a late start and I was rushing. I was rushing to rest and I'm flying up the highway and I get pulled over in this little town and the, the, Officer looks at me and goes, you're in a hurry. I go, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in a hurry to go rest. <laughs> it was the most, it was the weirdest thing. And he's like, okay, when well, he wrote me a ticket anyway. Wrecked doing, your rest. Yeah, but I think that's part of it. We, can't, we have to be careful the expectations we place on it. So to start yeah. small yeah. and to try various things, mm-hmm. to experiment as well at, at the things that uh, help you to be rested. Yeah, I, I like that. I mean, take, take a few minutes. I take a few minutes every day and just say, I'm just going to like, Put down the phone, you know, I'm going to take a little walk down the block, you know, or I'm just going to sit and close my eyes, but actually just get a little power rest, you know what I mean? And then on the weekend, maybe just carve out a couple of hours to just do something that either dials you down or recharges you, but find time in your life. And we all have the same 24 hours a day. Prioritize rest by creating time in your life and take little steps. You don't have to take a whole day, take an hour or two. Take a few minutes here and there, but learn to fall in love with rest and mm-hmm. make it part of your routine. And I think that's a really good way is to just begin. Take small steps. Yeah, and so here's my last one. This is a bonus. All right. Find a hobby that actually produces mastery. Mm-hmm. Not, a, not a mindless hobby. Something that actually produces a skill because the, in mastery, there's a level of rejuvenation for the, for the body and the mind. So there is I'm, something about that. I'm done. That's good. Well, Thank you for joining us on this special podcast in a new series we're calling uh, Survival of the Summer Series. And so we're going to be talking about subjects like this. We're going to talk about things like balance. We're going to talk about things like margin because they're different. And we're going to talk a little bit more about rhythm. These sorts of subjects are really important if we're going to survive the summer. And we're really talking about something called self-care. We're really getting into issues of how do we care for ourselves? How do we prioritize ourselves? Because the reality is if you don't look out for your own needs, probably no one else is going to. You need to take care of your own needs. It's really important. It's not selfish to do that. It's actually really smart. So we're going to keep going on this. We hope it's helpful to you as a growth junkies. We will revisit you next week. Thanks for tuning in and join us next time on the Growth Junkies podcast. Thank you for listening to the Growth Junkies podcast. Go follow us on Instagram and Facebook to join the community and check out the Four Dimensions book on Amazon or through our website, loveandtransformation.org. We also have a new book coming out soon, so keep an eye out for that. In the meantime, continue growing.